And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 47 of the Allison Rosen is Your New Best Friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest. She's a comedian and writer and host of the podcast Retail Nightmares. It's Alicia Tobin. And he's a writer whose personal assistant might not be so great at returning emails, but she is great at napping in the sunlight, killing mice, and licking her crotch. It's Jordan Morris. Conezone is here to discuss his slow transformation from literal rock star into actual doggy pillow. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her the good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Lebanon bologna sandwiches. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon by Alan White. And he said it is an aged bologna sandwich from Pennsylvania, to which I wonder, is that good, though? I'd never have thought, oh, this bologna is too fresh, but I don't know. Perhaps some people have thoughts about that. Anyway, very exciting show. Um, if you would like to send in your carb on Patreon, and then I will perhaps call everyone it, uh, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Um, I just did a Zoom party with Jackie Johnson with like a crossover event Zoom party, weekly bonus episodes, this very video of what you're hearing right now, if you want to see it as well, that's on Patreon, patreon.com. Okay, I'd like to say hello to my guest, Jordan Morris. Two weeks in a row. Can you even handle it? I not only can I handle two weeks in a row, but I could handle three weeks in a row, and then I'd probably need a week off. Oh my god. I would be happy to come back the following week after I've had a week off. I think that is perfectly reasonable. Thank you. I've I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to say reasonable things but I'm going to say them intensely. <laughs> I appreciate your very intense and yet respectful setting of boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I can't pick you up from the airport. I have an early day tomorrow. <laughs> Just um, kind of practicing for the- it- That makes it more effective then, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, slide whistle. <laughs> slide whistle always helps. Want some emphasis on there. Yeah. Well, it is wonderful. Oh, yoing, yoing, yoing is nice. Oh, too. yeah. Let's try it again. So, yeah, give us something else. Give me okay. something. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Something. Something very reasonable that I'm saying uh, forcefully. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So. Oh. Um, uh, I. I. I don't think I could help you move. I'm. I hurt my shins. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm looking out for my personal health. But yeah. I get, you know. Does. I'm rethinking the boy yoing because I wonder if people associate it with erections. I, I think don't. Do. on this show they do. What about like yeah. a um, – <clears throat> actually, let me finish saying hello to everyone, and then I have yes. an idea for the dun-dun-dun soundtrack uh, uh, drop. Okay. Jordan, hello. Hi. Alicia Tobin, hello and welcome, you guys. Alicia Tobin, she's from Canada. She does podcasts. <laughs> she's an author. She's very funny. And this is her first time on the show. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. It is nice to uh, just meet you and to be here and to boy yo yoing. <laughs> you were going, we were um, 
going back and forth. I don't even know if you remember this, scheduling you to come on the podcast in person right when all this shit broke out. Yeah. Like yeah, April. That was, uh, I was looking forward to it. I bought a special dress. Oh, uh, wow. For it. And in, well, now we're doing this, which is really lovely. And it was right when this all started happening. Yeah. What happened to yeah. the dress? I wore it for the only live comedy show I've done this year. Um, and then I'll wear it, I guess, again, another time. Someday. Really, someday yeah, really you'll, you'll be here in person and then you can don the dress as was meant to happen originally. By then, I'll probably have bought a lot more dresses the way things are going with uh, clothing uh, accumulation during COVID. Well, we definitely need to get into that because I have the opposite of like, no, I guess I have accumulated some Zoom tops, but in general, I just wear the same thing like over and over and over. Oh, yeah. And um, self-care has gone out the window. I'm no Jordan Morris with my boundaries. Tony Thaxton, hello and welcome. Hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> you are freshly shaven and I was shocked when you first when you first hopped onto the Zoom and I said I don't think I've ever seen you like this and you said that you haven't seen yourself like this in years. Yeah, it's extremely rare. I've seriously I think since like 2004 or 5 have pretty much had a beard and like maybe I think like two or three times I have shaved and th those have all been for reasons, like something I shot or something. Mm. Uh, but then this was just uh, pandemic boredom. And hey, this is something new. So <laughs> That's where we're at. We're all just shaving yep. for fun. This <laughs> <laughs> will kill 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony did take his Christmas tree down like uh, the day after Christmas because it was something to do. It wasn't that quickly, but it, well, was, it was quicker than usual. It felt like it from my, where I sit. I think um, it was New Year's Eve. So how are – go ahead. Oh, I would say you do have a and, – and, you know, obviously the Patreon subscribers can see because they've got the video. But for the people just listening, Patreon. I want to uh, just bring up how, how teen-ish Tony looks. He looks – So he, young. He has a teen energy, a youthful <laughs> face, but also a kind of a – you know, there's kind of a, like, fuck you, dad vibe coming through. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going for. So. <laughs> Appreciate that. A kind of an I don't want your life type tough yeah. teen vibe. Yeah, I yeah. want to be the teen that you don't fuck with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, have a good day. Don't tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go smoke behind the bleachers. <laughs> so is this is this the new face? I don't know. Like, I really haven't put that much thought into it. Like, it was a pretty impulsive thing. It had been, like, in the back of my mind. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm hardly seeing anyone. If I hate it, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I see you on the Zoom and maybe one or two people occasionally, and that's about it. So, I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, but Some people we'll would see. be envious of that, Tony. Some people would feel like that's enough. I see Allison once a week, sometimes more than that, and a few other people. That's good for me. They would feel that way, Tony. Well, I mean, but it's, you know, it's still nothing compared to the old days. So you yes, see you in true. person at least twice a week. That's true. I know. When anyone would come to the door, my son would would ask, is that Tony? And he, <laughs> I haven't right. heard I him say, that. is that Tony? <laughs> oh, he started oh. calling Daniel Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of facial hair, I took a, a look at Daniel, my husband, last night. So I, has anyone ever settled into a thing where you realize, like, I haven't really taken a good look at you in a long time? Maybe that, <laughs> I don't know what that means. But anyway, I was like, 
he's got mutton chops oh. or something in the suggestion of them. And then his what? actual facial hair is like, it's like the, he shaved it from his chin and it's just got like, like little strips that go. I'm making it sound like much like he should have a tribal tattoo. Like I'm making it sound much worse than it's no offense to anyone who has one of those much worse yeah, than it sounds. But you are I, giving off. You are describing a man who is currently in a drum circle. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. I just I said, what's going on with your facial hair? And he said, it's. He cool said, as fuck. <laughs> he said, I don't know. I I figure. He's like, I feel like I can pull off this like greasy biker look. He almost looks <laughs> like he should be in Motorhead because his his head hair is getting really long for him as well. So anyway, he's become a whole new person. Tony's become a whole new person. Jordan, you've become a whole new person because you're disappearing before my very eyes with Thanks. your with your no pita or just a few bites of pita a week and exercise. Yeah, right. Soon I'll be invisible. Soon I'll be in the invisible man. That's the goal. That's right. Now, Alicia, I don't have a frame of reference. Are you different than you used to be? Yeah, I, I used to have black hair and then uh, I decided to finally like go gray mm. during – and I got a tattoo that just says hot dog like I'm losing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I should I, – again, for the people who can't see the hot dog tattoo, we can see. It is, it's beautiful. It's written I love in like it. calligraphy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been thre- like joking about getting – I'm part of a, a really elite group of uh, friends called the Hot Dog Club where we talk <laughs> <laughs> we talk about hot dogs, all, and we, like real hot dogs, not like penises. No no one wants to talk about those with me. Um, <laughs> we just talk about hot dogs. We find art that's hot dog related. We have a hot dog club in, on Instagram, and we send each other funny information about hot dogs. And I've always wanted a hot dog tattoo, and then I decided that I would just get get this hot dog tattoo. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I have gray hair now. I've always been a brunette and fighting uh, fighting the reality. Like I started going gray when I was 25 and uh, I decided to just cut it all off and go gray. And it has been real boring, real boring. <laughs> I like, don't know how I feel about it most days. Uh, it's weird to look in the mirror. Uh, and that's like my project. My I also haven't shaved since the pandemic started. And oh. I was thinking about it last night and I was like, I wonder where my razors are. And so my question for Tony was, did you have to go and get stuff to shave or did you already have it on hand for like doing your neck and I don't know what other parts you would have to shave, but yeah, yeah, I had, I had some on hand. Uh, okay. yeah. Cause yeah, I'll try, I'll try. And when I do have the beard normally, I, I try to still keep it, uh, neat. So, okay. Yeah. I think your hair looks really good, Alicia. I Thanks. assumed this was some cool color that you had dyed it. Little did this I is know. my now natural hair. I was born a redhead, but my hair turned black as I got older. Wow. And then around 25, it started to kind of go gray. And then I started coloring it. And Gadget. It was their hair, but it becomes kind of a real project. Uh, and I was going like every month. And I hate—I have this really volatile hairdresser. And so every month I would go and get yelled at or like put down or body shamed or something. And I would give her $120 and I would leave. And then four weeks later, go back and go through the same thing. Uh, so it was time to make a change. <laughs> Alicia. Yes. Please tell us more about this volatile relationship with the hairdresser person. Cause I, okay. nothing is specifically coming to mind, but I can relate to that vibe of like, it doesn't have to be like this, but I don't know any other way. 
Yeah. So um, it's a very long story. I'll try and make it short, but I used to work at a yoga store, which is hilarious. Um, and this woman came in, she was a hairdresser. She worked right up the street and she was like, oh, somebody like really messed up your hair. It was like a nagging relationship. Like mm. it's a relationship that mirrors several dating relationships I've had. Um, perhaps one of my parents as well. Um, so it's very messed up, a uh, bunch of emotions in there. But uh, so I started going to see her for haircuts and then color. And then I just kept going. But I kind of like always felt bad when I was there. And she had a her, the owner of the salon that she worked with would also say like terrible things like about cancer or stillborn babies and i'd just be sitting in the, in the chair and, i know uh, i that that is the weirdest <laughs> phenomenon uh i mean i i think i maybe like i think i am too focused on being positive uh in my day-to-day life i should you know i should be, be more honest with people i should acknowledge you know strife etc etc but I do think there is this kind of person who will just fucking casually drop a bummer on you like yeah. without considering the context. They'll just be like, you know, oh, hi, how's it going? I, you know, oh, I heard on 60 Minutes last night that China is stealing all of our DNA, you know, and it's <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and I've never understood that. And it always like throws me for a loop. Uh, and I know I'm I'm incredibly susceptible to it. But like, yeah, whenever that happens, I I just want to go under a desk. Yeah. And uh, I think I have a really high tolerance for this type of personality. Um, so I kind of was like, oh, this is just normal. It's normal to be to be white knuckled the entire time you're getting your <laughs> hair done and then to pay somebody for this feeling. Um, and then I think the last straw, there's a couple of last straws, but one was when I was talking about um, the Nexium cult i'm not sure if anybody was familiar with this <laughs> not only allison's familiar language. i wait sorry what did you say tony oh i just said you're speaking allison's language i became <laughs> like obsessed with the vow and that other one and the podcast and so yes yeah. i am i might join nexium i don't know i mean I, it's not I, it's certainly not too late i'm sure they're still <laughs> operating like now we just don't <laughs> good time to get in i, yeah. I have a, so, I, think I have a familiar oh, tale where no. i tried to watch two episodes of it and stopped because it was too boring oh well the vow was pretty boring but the to me it was very boring but um the other one i really liked the one on uh the sci-fi channel was it stars yeah stars the one with india oxenberg seduced preferred 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 seduced yes (laughs) i very barely got that out i thought the vow was boring then i watched seduced and was seduced if you will why and not? I didn't say wait for it because I've decided I'm just so tired of wait for it. There, I wait shall wait. I will not be waiting for it. Um, so then I watched Seduced and then I was super into it. And then I went back to The Vow and then I listened to the CBB podcast, Leaving We Nexium. call it CBC now. Oh, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was thinking of Comedy Bang Bang. Thank you. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> it's a better show. <laughs> yes. CBC, the CBC broadcast. And now I follow them on podcast. I mean, what? Yeah, that was a great podcast. It was really good. Um, so, so, but you were saying, um, so for a brief amount of time, I went to uh, nutrition school. Uh, I'm a holistic nutritionist, which means, um, I'm can offer you terrible advice, uh, about getting, uh, whole foods into your diet. Um, but 
during this brief time, during the time I was in school, I was working part-time. We did a trade where I did bookkeeping for her and she did my hair. Uh, and it turned out to be towards the end, like quite a hostile <laughs> part-time job. And I learned a lot from watching Seduce because that's what they do to the people that work for them. They just push them and push them and push them against agreements that they made. And at the same time, this hairdresser was part of the ESP part. The Oh. Yeah. And I didn't know and anything about it. And I'm, and I'm kind of cult adverse because I grew up in a Catholic home. Like we've got a real radar for mm-hmm. <laughs> things that aren't Catholicism. We're like, no, there's no way. <laughs> we know. Um, so she used to have to pay like this, these people like every week, like a pretty large sum of money to go to these self-help classes. And I kind of forgot about it. And then when everything was coming out about Nexium, I said to her just kind of casually, I'm like, do you think Sarah Edmondson should pay back some of this money? And uh, I didn't know what I had stepped into. I like literally stepped into like a verbal bear trap. And I just got <laughs> screamed at for like a half an hour with dye on my head. And like, if anyone has black hair or dyes their hair black, knows you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you're, you're fucking trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I was like, I don't think that this is a normal relationship to be yelled at by somebody. So, um, this is how I got out of seeing my hairdresser of 10 years. I used to have really long, <laughs> really long hair and I just got it all cut off by somebody else and never went back. Like, instead of just like saying like, I'm uncomfortable or I don't think this is a good situation or I found another hairdresser. Really thank you for your time. Uh, I just stopped going. So you, then- you go, you ghosted. I ghosted her and then I saw her a couple of months later on the bus and then she just gave me a dirty look and I was like, okay, well, this is, this works out. I didn't know it was such a bad relationship until my friend Caitlin Howden, who had asked me, she's always like, oh, you have such beautiful hair. Who does your hair? And then a few months later, we met up at a show and she's like, your hairdresser is the meanest person in the world. And I was like, is it? I thought it was just with me. And she's like, she is the meanest person I've ever met. And I was like, okay, I needed like an outside force to pull me out. She yelled at you over asking that question about Sarah Edmondson? Because it turns out they were they are friends. And uh, I had no idea. And of course, like oh you gosh. defend your friends. And she understood parts of the um, system that I didn't understand. But after watching and consuming all of the available um, material, I still think <laughs> that person's not a very good person. <laughs> who, is, who is in the world of Nexium? Who is Sarah Edmondson? She was one of the big recruiters, and okay. uh, she was the main recruiter for Vancouver, uh, where I live. And uh, she's a Canadian actress um, who really, really fell into um, ESP in a big way, and it was her whole career. And uh, in yeah, so when things kind of shook out, she was one of the people that spoke up against it, but also as one of the people was deeply involved, deeply, deeply involved. So. I just, yeah, that's my weird hairdresser story. So Sarah Edmondson is the main woman featured in leaving Nexium, the CBC, if you insist, CBC <laughs> podcast. And then she's also featured prominently in The Vow. And then I can't remember if she's in Seduced at all. But I now follow her on Instagram. And she posted a photo of herself with like the same mic as you, Jordan, a fancy mic and headphones and all this stuff and and like intimated that she was going to be starting a podcast. And so I left a comment and I said, please come on my po- podcast when you get up and running. But I didn't know, Alicia, that she's friends with this hairdresser woman. What if somehow I cross paths with her? Because I don't think my fragile self could take it. 
And also, like, this is just my experience of it. Like, it could be complete, like, bullshit. No, it's also your friend, Caitlin, was that her name? It's her experience, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) yeah, I think that that it was just one of those situations. And, like, even talking about it, I'm scared (laughs) that my hairdresser's going to show up and yell at me. Well, how far away from you is this salon? I don't know Vancouver at all. I don't know if it's small or big. Yeah, like pretty close. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to move? No, it's really impossible to move in the city as a state put. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you share a bus at least, right? Is is that? It has happened. Yeah. Are you taking different buses because of it? I I probably have. Yeah, I've definitely looked out (laughs) to make sure. (laughs) Walked up a hill instead. I don't know. Do you? Has any of you had a similar situation? It's such a weird situation. I don't think I have. <laughs> have you? No, I don't. Not, I don't have. I don't have like. Um, I don't have a a, a consistent hair person, so I don't. Yeah. I don't develop any like intimacy with them. Yeah, um, same. Maybe that says something about me. Maybe uh, you know, the first you step toward self actualization is to <laughs> start with an intimate relationship with a hair professional and then go from there. Wait, explain how you don't have a actually. I, here I am about to say to you, explain how you don't have a consistent hair person. And yet for the first many, many years that I was back in LA, Alicia, I grew up in Southern California and then I um, lived in New York for a number of years and then I moved back. So for the first many years that I'd moved back, I did not have a steady person either. So I do understand how that happens, but how have you never had a steady person, Jordan? I mean, I just walk over to Supercuts and and, and ask for who's ever there. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, and maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I need to 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 do a little adulting and uh, find a more, um, you know, respectable hair professional and forge a relationship with them. Get to know them. Maybe be a little emotionally abused by them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's always kind of how I how I how I I grew up doing it, and now I just stroll over to Supercuts and sit down. And I do I do you know I do run into you know Supercuts professionals who I've seen before, and that's nice. And I do have some you know some uh, uh, yeah some Supercuts people that I you know that I've had before, and that's that's nice. But maybe I should take it to the next level. What meet do their you, parents? What do you introduce t- them to my friends? <laughs> I'm really surprised because I'm guessing you have naturally curly hair, right, Jordan? It is, yeah. Yeah. I'm just as a person with also naturally curly hair. I'm just so concerned about your hair right now. I'm like, you need to go to see someone that knows how to cut curly hair. Mm. Yeah, maybe I do. I did. You know, I think for a hot second I was going to those like cool guy barbers. You know, the like, oh, like I've got tattoos. Floyd's. And, yeah, and you can get the straight razor shave, and they're always, <laughs> you know listening to the stooges in there you know it's and maybe the, oh and the, also i went to a couple times to a place that like gives you a little beer or an espresso it's like oh yeah you know um and you know the guy's wearing a leather apron but it was just so much more it was so much more than supercuts and it didn't look any different to me i'm sure it was i'm sure it was better but like um I don't know. I just felt like I was. I felt like I was getting fleeced. I feel like I was paying uh, an extra fifty bucks to you know listen to Interpol and have a Miller High Life while I was getting the haircut. You know, the For most sure. expensive place I went was this very swanky, like but edgy and hip hair place in. I don't. I think it was Beverly Hills. 
or Beverly Hills adjacent. It was just, and like you, you go in and it's decorated to look both industrial and also like it's outside. Like it's kind of right. unfinished and industrial, but there's like big tree trunks kind of everywhere. Sure. And they also had leather aprons. They had cookies and espresso and like all this nice stuff and like a little in, in their little lounge that was kind of in the middle of it. But what I remember is when I walked in, there were the three women who worked there who all had dark hair and it was like situated in this asymmetrical way on their head and it was intentionally as frizzy as possible. So it was like, it was like a big frizzy asymmetrical puff. I'm sure it was very like, you know, if you ever watch um, Top Model, like it was very, you know, editorial versus, I don't know, magazine or whatever. I'm sure it would look good on a runway, but it didn't look good on their head. And I thought, is yeah. this really where I want to be going? That sort of big puff is what I'm trying to avoid with my own hair. And it was very expensive. And I only went back a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to think if I've ever had the abusive relationship that you're talking about, Alicia, because something is resonating. Like, I feel like I've had this before. Um, I went to a therapist a psychoanalyst for a little while. The only time I did like true psychoanalysis and I stopped going to her because I felt like I don't feel like she understands me and I feel like she's a little bit hostile and I don't like this feeling. Um, And yeah, but, and I actually, instead of just ghosting her, I actually said to her, I felt like I, I felt like it just wasn't a good match. Um, and and then I was like kind of braced for her to say something really awful to me because these people, they've been inside your brain. They know how sure. to how to yeah. zing you. But instead, she was actually very um, cordial and was like, you know, I understand. Let me know if you ever want to talk about it, which I didn't. But um, Tony, what about you? Have you ever been abused by? Oh, you know, you already said you have not been abused by a hairstylist. <laughs> no, I'm a little more in the uh, Jordan world of I don't really go see a specific person because uh, it's the hair's pretty simple. It's getting long right now. I haven't had it cut in a while, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have a whole new whole new look soon. I know. Where's this going? I, I I don't know. Where's anything going right now? <laughs> Good <laughs> point. <laughs> I got I uh, I ditched a therapist once after one session. Um, uh, so this was my second therapist. My first one moved. And so, you know, it was someone else at his, um, you know, his practice. Practice. Um, and I had one meeting with this, with this guy and, um, you know, nice enough guy. And I was telling him, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, like I have, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I work in the biz, so, you know, the ups and downs in the biz can be kind of tough, and I have a lot of anxiety around work and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, man, I know exactly how that is. I know the business can be rough. Um, I was an alternate for Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and, then I, and then after I left, I called and said, I can't come back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, that detail, I'm like, I don't, I don't think I can take this guy seriously knowing that his fallback from Cirque du Soleil was therapy. <laughs> like so he, he had his heart, he had his heart broken by Cirque du Soleil and then went into therapy. That's so the interesting because there's different schools of thought therapy wise about how much of their own life they should disclose. Like, yeah, like, like psychoanalysis, for example, they pretty, I mean like the old, 
old school way. Like they don't say anything about themselves. They barely even talk, I think. Whereas then there's like the therapist who will tell you that they were in Cirque du Soleil. But this is, that's like, they should teach this in therapy school because just that one detail about him made you decide he was not right for you. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, um, I know, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I, I hate, I hate that I held it against him. Maybe I, maybe I was being too close minded, but I'm just like, I, I get it. I, I can't imagine this guy in a alligator skin leotard pretending to blow bubbles, you know? No, it's got to <laughs> feel right. Speaking of that, I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships or trouble sleeping or you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp offers online professional counselors who can listen and help. Simply fill out a questionnaire to assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. Um, BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise. Their services available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor. You get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and everything you share is confidential. And if you feel that it is not a good match, like what happened to Jordan, not with BetterHelp, but with a different therapist, if you feel like that is not a good match, then um, you can... Uh, you can request a change and change as many times as you need. Um, so don't worry. It is not, you're not committed to someone. If you feel like it's not the right person, they will get you to the right person. Um, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and my listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. Visit betterhelp. That's better H E L p.com slash best friend and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced better help professional. Okay. I'm back. You guys, I don't know how everyone is feeling, but I feel like a, like a wrung out dish towel or like an empty husk. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. I did a show earlier. Um, but I do more than one show plenty of times. So I think it's just that, existence is exhausting in 2021 and also 2020. And also I yeah. felt like this depression just kind of s- settled onto me, not severe, but when I was, when I was doing my, my the episode of childish earlier and we went to take photos, I felt like if there was a sound associated with my smile, it was like, eh. <laughs> like eh. I'm just holding it together. <laughs> I hope it's not showing in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't looked yet, which is weird because I really didn't realize I was feeling that way until I tried to smile yeah. and I couldn't really pull it off. Um, I don't know. At the same time, like I feel like that's an appropriate response to the world right now. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I've, 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 I've been kind of thinking about this, um, because I was having so my so my main socializing is done over over a, it's a text chain like that mm. is my main so like I have a you know a couple friends who I'll you know do a distance walk with them or you know uh, something like that some Zoom game nights and stuff but my main like just you know I'm I'm home all day writing uh, I'm I'm not writing all day I fuck around a lot too but that's my job that i'm doing that i'm supposedly doing working on um, are you writing the the movie script is that your job uh, yeah i'm writing the so movie exciting. and a couple other little bits and bops um so yeah so but i have this text chain just open all day and you know it's these you know like 10 people who i kind of started comedy with um and there's like um 
you know, and there's there's a guy on there, and his his big thing that he's looking forward to is he wants to go to Japan to go to Super Nintendo World when it opens. <laughs> so Japan has a Nintendo themed in a Nintendo themed amusement park that's, you know, was gonna open like last year and it's, you know, pushed back and pushed back and now I think, you know, they're saying maybe in the summer it'll open and this guy, it's it it's all he wants to do. It's like yeah, it's I mean he just he's so excited about it. Every time there's a new like leak online, every time someone has a little like, you know, phone video of Super Nintendo World, he posts it and, you know, just it's so excited about it. And, oh, I'm on a text chain with 10-year-olds, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) These are adults. They're adults. I'm not texting with kids. Um, Tony could get on there with his new face. Yeah, you could. You could weasel your way in there. You could uh, (laughs) 21 Jump Street it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, so this guy was talking about going to Super Nintendo World, and there was another guy who, who who is just infinitely more pessimistic. And he was like... Yeah, there's no way it's going to be open in uh, in summer, and the mutated strains are coming, and the vaccination's not even going to work, and you, you know, you maybe you'll get get there in 2023 or something. Jeez. And I am like, oof, boy, like, yeah. I mean, maybe that's true. I mean, I I can remember the beginning of this when it was like we were all kind of bummed about a month, you know, mm-hmm. oh, this month mm-hmm. is going to be gone, and then you know now it's almost a year. So I'm like, yeah, well, maybe it will just keep getting more fucked up. But like, let this guy have Super Nintendo World, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. if he, you know, make sure the tickets are refundable. But like, and I'm just thinking so much. I'm like, how? How much stuff do I plan in my brain? How much of it is healthy and how much of it is going to let me down? And right. how much of it is just like, you know, you need a, ha- every, you know, do we all need a Super Nintendo world in our mind to stay sane? Or are you better off in the long run just assuming it'll happen in 2023 and then maybe being surprised? And I don't know. I don't quite know where I am on it. Um, I feel like I oscillate back and forth between like envisioning, you know, a post vaccine world and, just saying fuck it and and committing myself to beating every video game and you know uh having hair that looks progressively more like a mad scientist every day <laughs> i think it's okay i think we need to imagine what it, that it's not going to be like this always like i think it's good yeah. to look forward to things while also and this is like such a hard balance realizing that all we can do that all we really have for sh- the, as a guarantee is like the day in front of you, you know? Right. That was yeah. a real maybe, answer. Maybe having those things in the back of your mind that you're looking forward to, but not setting a specific date to it. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of what I've been doing. Cause yeah, it's been, it's gotten especially hard. Like I just, it all feels, cause it feels like we do have maybe a light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. we still don't know when that when yeah. we get to that light though and um yeah i'm just i mean i'm sick of this like everybody else but uh yeah i just i'm struggling more and more like my focus and my attention span is like it's been bad this whole time but it's like reached a new level of bad in the last couple of weeks like getting just about anything done is really difficult for me right now I'm hearing that from, like, I feel the same way. Something just sort of after, 
after December, like there's, I had a stressful time at work, a stressful thing happened in my building and then I just crashed. And then it became, things became much more difficult and I'm not exactly sure what the trigger was, but I'm hearing it around. I also wonder if it's sort of the light at the end of the tunnel because it's further away than I expected. We just got our vaccine rollout program two weeks ago. And I think for a lot of people in my life, we had hoped we would get them sooner. Mm. Like I will probably get mine in August. And so at that point, it will be almost two years since I've seen my dad, like just for the way that it goes around. Um, And then also Canada's had all of these setbacks with vaccines. Like we're not getting vaccines this week again. We didn't get vaccines last week. So every day it feels like that, like it's a little bit further. And then the, like the sort of veil that's been pulled off of the world in the past year around like, really it's we're not this is not a we're not living in a place that's really fair or free mm-hmm. or equal sure and to like sort of be an activist from home while you're in lockdown uh is also like it, there's a feeling of helplessness and it's pervasive and and also a feeling of guilt and so every day it's just like okay well maybe i'll get laundry done this week we'll see okay I just get up and I work and uh, sometimes I just cry for no reason. Mm-hmm, and that was mm-hmm. one of the big differences too, where like at the beginning I found that I was more prone to just kind of spontaneously crying from the stress of it. And then I got into this rhythm uh, around the stress of the pandemic and living with it. And then I think with the light at the end of the tunnel, I kind of got a little bit ahead of myself and I was like, oh, this is going to happen. And I'm going to see friends and family at some point And uh, be able to not eat at my coffee table. <laughs> I have, <laughs> to eat, I have oh, to uh, eat at a different table. Just- <laughs> I have a, I have a kitchen table, but I never use yeah. it unless I have company. Um, yeah, so I definitely found it a lot harder the last few weeks as well. Yeah, I think there's something about knowing that it might be. Maybe it just is that we're all getting ahead of ourselves, like knowing that it might be over. Or, I don't know. This is a. I'm going to tell a pathetic story now. So oh, I good. went to, I went to summer camp when I was ten, and I hated. I was so not cut out for summer camp. I just hated it. I only went for six days. Most people went for like the whole fucking summer. I only went for six days, and it was just six miserable days. I had a best friend who was really, really into horses, and I wanted to be into horses, but I just wasn't as horsey as she was. And she and I got in a fight. It was a very tumultuous best friendship. We we loved hard and and I can't I can't do whatever the phrase is. But anyway, <laughs> it was like it was kind of up and down. Um but anyway, uh we got in a fight at the very beginning. So then we weren't talking and I just uh, anyway. Uh at the very end of it they had a road. It was like a Western camp. It was called Rawhide. Um, it's still around. Some people like it. <laughs> did you? Did Some people day, like did it. You have to dress Western. Did you have to put yes. on chaps and bandanas? Not. I did do the bandana and the and the boots and like a flannel shirt and pants. And I remember this one girl wore like it. Also, it was religious, but we're not religious at all. And this, <laughs> a religious cowboy camp. Yeah, a Christian <laughs> wow. cowboy camp. Um and. So you would like line up for assembly every morning and they would do a morning prayer and then they would let you out in groups based on how clean your cabin was and whoever was like released last had to clean the bathroom. But this girl showed and and there was they they were like warning everyone, don't lock your knees, whatever you do, don't lock your knees, you could pass out, which I feel like is a little bit of an urban myth. 
how frequently are people passing out because they locked their knees? But so I was like afraid of that. But anyway, <laughs> this girl showed up to the morning thing wearing a dress and heels and they like, they made so much fun of her and sent her back because there was just no place for that, which really there wasn't. All we were going to do was like clean up pig shit and try to lasso a fence. Like there was there. She was not going to do well in heels that day. But anyway, anyway, all of this. So I had a I had a, a, a tough time. But when at that age, when I would have a tough time, I would just kind of shut down. You know, there were phones at this camp. I did not and I also could have, like, my mom sent a letter to me every day. I could have written her a letter. I could have called. I could have said, like, I, I, I miss it. I'm not having a good time. Please, please come get me. But I just, like, just hunkered down and just tried to get through it. And so then there was a rodeo at the very end. And I'm, I'm not going to brag. I had some talent when it came to pony showmanship. So Ooh. I placed into the pony showmanship part of the rodeo and so it was me and this really annoying small horse or pony who kept like pushing me into things and I feel like they gave me the hardest horse pony whatever he was but anyway so we're in this big where what are what are rodeos held in a paddock arena I think maybe a paddock Uh, I I suddenly don't know what a paddock is. (laughs) A church? Because it was a religious thing, right? They just let the horses uh, trot around the church? Yes, we were, I was, I was between a pew and a pony. No, it was like a, like a hard shell. I don't know. I could look it up. I'm I'm sure it had some name, but anyway. Magic shell? It was just like a chocolate. (laughs) Yes. And all the kids got to take a bite if they got like a point. That's right. If it stayed out for too long, it formed like a weird kind of condensation on it. (laughs) But anyway, so standing there and in the stands of this whatever arena thing, I saw my parents and I just started to cry. I just started to cry because like everything that I had been submerging for those six (laughs) note to self, when I retell the story, make it like something respectable, like three weeks, but everything I'd been submerging for those six days just started coming up. And I like, couldn't, I wanted to contain it till I was done with this fucking horse and could see them, but I couldn't. And so I was just like bawling, trying to, trying to stifle it. And I feel a little bit like emotionally that's, kind of what is happening with the idea that we might be able to go back to some semblance of normal life. Like all the processing that we haven't been doing is starting to happen. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's, I found it best not to think about the things that uh, didn't work out. Um, and it's also, I think that um, Tony's right. Like don't think about things that might work out either. Because... <laughs> Just don't think about things. Just don't think about stuff. <laughs> well, to your point, Jordan, of like thinking about what is the healthiest way, I remember my friend Rob told me that I don't know that someone's really should have, it doesn't matter. The detail doesn't matter. But now I'm trying to remember specifically <laughs> who said this. It wasn't him, but he told it to me that someone had said that hope, it, it, hope is the cruelest thing you can give someone. And I remember thinking, what? Like that sounds so dark. Yeah. But and we were, we were talking about, like, I think the only thing we ever talked about in those days, this was like in my late teens, early 20s, which was just relationships and liking someone. And then he said this, and then this happened, and then this. And what do you think? Does it mean this? And he's acting this way, but, you know, because I could analyze a relationship uh, 
for hours. Um, but the idea being that, like, if you're trying to get over someone, being given hope is like the cruelest thing because it just locks you into the place that, you know, it, it, right. it makes it so you can't get over it. Um, our, I think I've mentioned before, our nanny, who we'd had for three years, just ghosted us. Um, and so, and I found out later, she, she moved. It's a much longer story. But anyway, um, I, I have been trying to get in touch with her to see if, well, for a lot of reasons, but also to see if there's any way she would just FaceTime with Elliot because he is like devastated and misses her so much. And I, you know, he'll mention her and, and I've said, honey, I'm trying to see if we can FaceTime her, but my therapist, and yes, I have mentioned therapy a lot. We're all struggling. <laughs> my therapist, <laughs> We're normalizing it. God yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my therapist recommended don't, like just focus on the on the reality as it is right now. Right. And I realized, yeah, like maybe I by saying I'm hoping, you know, I'm trying to FaceTime her, maybe by saying that it is it might prevent she didn't say this, but I'm wondering if it might prevent him from going through what he needs to go through in terms of getting over it or making peace with her just suddenly leaving. Yeah. So, I guess hope is is really awful. fucking pits alicia how does now you wrote a book called ketogenesis right oh yeah i I googled you and i saw the book that i know if so you're a little sad so what is that right yeah so you're a little sad so what but i also (laughs) saw ketogenesis Mm -hmm. which uh which i was like though that seems very different than the other book so that is because you are a nutritionist right yeah, that's a really interesting proj- project that I don't usually talk about, um, but I'm happy to talk about the nightmare that was writing that cookbook uh, with my former boss. <laughs> Dude, um, yeah, tell us. Yeah, so I was working for a company. Um, it and does part sound of- like it would be the title of an anime. Yeah, it, it's not that much fun. It's a it's a book about how to like eat keto, uh, so it's low carb. Um, I wrote like half of the recipes and uh, the company that I worked for was a healthy fats company. So it was just part of like their marketing materials for the year. Uh, And it was a huge project and it got really, really weird. And um, one of the, I don't, nobody here knows me, but I almost never raise my voice. Um, That's because I can be terrifying at a low, low volume. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I like, I hate yelling. Unless it's like at cars. I love yelling at cars. Um, <laughs> but it's really, it, the big lesson there was like, if you're going to devote like a serious amount of time to writing a book, make sure you partner with the right people. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to send you a copy of Ketogenesis yeah, to anyone who wants it. Please. Uh, it's like, it, like, I think the photos are pretty good. I think there's a lot of great recipes. I don't think that there's one right way to eat. Um, and if I could do it again, would I write a diet book? No. Uh, do I feel a little bit guilty about that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and it didn't have any published, like it didn't have any marketing behind it. It was really just to go to health food stores. And, uh, the funniest thing in my life was the company was sold and without my permission and against my book contract, they gave away all of the copies of my book to the new company. 
And so I made no money from that that book. It's such a boring and sad story. That's the pits. Yeah. And like when I see it on Goodreads, like, or I see it pop up, I'm like, fuck, why did I say yes to doing that book? (laughs) Um, and then my own like kind of sorted, uh, relationship with food and dieting. It's also like, you know, the person that wrote that book five years ago is, is gone. Um, but I all, I'm like very interested in like nutrition and, and how people eat and if people can eat and don't eat and so on. So in that way, it was really interesting. Well, I mean, you got hot dog and that is, there's no carbs in that. Just not the the hot dog part. Right. The bun. Yeah. But you didn't get bun tattooed on there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I just I just put my arm between my two butt cheeks and then it's a hot dog. Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. Um you guys, it's time for a segue. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always looking at a screen now more than ever. I'm looking at one right now. And whether you're an avid news watcher or in serious need of a distraction, unplugging yourself is easier said than done. It's Sort of impossible. One of my favorite ways to reset my eyes and still get the content I'm itching for by putting in my Raycon wireless earbuds and listening to something great. Whether you're catching up on your favorite news podcast, binging an audio book, or powering through your favorite workout with a pumped up playlist, a pair of Raycons in your ears can make all the difference. They are, they're super comfortable. I recommend them highly. No dangling wires or stems to get in your way. They come in a range of stylish colorways, but always with a comfortable in-ear fit for a more discreet look. And with enough battery life for six hours of playtime, you can unplug for a while. The best part, Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash best friend. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash best friend. Buyraycon.com slash best friend. I also want to tell you guys about Apostrophe. Um, they are a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. This episode is sponsored by Apostrophe. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work to see a doctor and sit in line at the pharmacy for your medications. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. You just do an online questionnaire. You take a few pictures of your face. You send it in and then they get back to you really quickly with uh, a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. The best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. They uh, treat acne but also help you hit other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. So I am currently doing tretinoin, which is Retin-A is the brand name. Tretinoin is um, the generic. And I have n- had never used it before, but I knew that I wanted to try it because it's supposed to be... Um, look, I'm very young and I have perfect skin, obviously. But if I were someone who were potentially starting to deal with some aging type things like little fine lines and discoloration and all that stuff, not that I am, but if I were, I might try. I might want to try it because it's supposed to be like a miracle cream for that. Um, and then also some bleaching cream for a few of these dark spots, which are almost gone at this point. And uh, I I wanted that stuff, but I didn't want to make an appointment with a dermatologist. And then apostrophe came into my life and it's perfect because I've been using it now for a bit. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm like starting to see 
the difference and it's great. And the process was super duper easy. Get $15 off your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash best friend and use our code best friend. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash best friend and click begin visit and then use the code best friend at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's apostrophe.com slash best friend and use the code best friend to get your ter- dermatology visit for $15. off. And we thank Apostrophe for sponsoring the podcast. Okay. So we are back after a super quick break that you didn't even know about. We just slid it in there. (laughs) Someone here just went and quickly used the bathroom. But I just want to say during all of that, we got to meet Alicia's dog and we got to visit Tony's dog. So that is a treat for the Patreon people. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. It's a automatically they'll be able to figure out that I'm the one who went to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when we got a I don't lot like of people knowing that I'm going to the bathroom in here. I could have put you I had your put mic Bentley on the whole the time. Oh no, it's a naked gun situation. <laughs> <laughs> I had that happen when I was doing this ad like years and years ago. I didn't know that my mic was on, um, and I went to the bathroom, and it was all recorded. Wow! And it wasn't like a crazy bathroom break, but it was <laughs> still. I did pee, uh, and it was recorded. <laughs> did they? Did you realize that at the time? No, and I thought somebody on the crew was pretty cute, <laughs> and uh, like the whole day, I was like, "Oh, he's so cute! I like him so. He's really cute. I hope that I don't know. We fuck. Um, <laughs> and, uh, That's best case scenario. <laughs> yeah, and as I walked out of the like, we were filming kind of uh, in a secluded area. I walked out of this kind of campsite and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's, we are never going to have sex. <laughs> I feel like I have made a lot of those mistakes because I used to do a lot of live TV and they get like, as soon as you're out of hair and makeup, they want to get the mic on you. Even like, you know, there's, there could still be multiple minutes. In my experience in live TV, there could be like 10 minutes before you go on, which doesn't seem like a lot, but in in again, this, I'm not in that world, you know, all the time or anything. But like, to me, ten ten in the world of live TV, ten minutes is actually a super long time. Yeah. So they want to get that mic pack on. They get the they clip it into your your bra strap or the back of your pants or whatever, um, and then they put the mic on you. But I am someone. I'm a nervous peer. I'm. I, you know, look. And the same way people are like, I smoke when I'm happy. I smoke when I'm hungry. I smoke when I'm sad. I pee when I'm all of those things. So I like to pee right before I have to do something. So there's probably like 400 times that I peed with my mic on still, never even thinking about the fact that I don't think it was recorded, but like someone could have been listening in. And God, I hope they weren't. But that, that is embarrassing. But if, if you're out, if you're out there like, and you heard me pee, let me know. <laughs> maybe it humanized you to the... Because, you know, like mm. you're you're on camera, so automatically, yeah. you know, you're... Right, you're glamorous. You're on a pedestal. Thank you, Jordan, so, for giving me a way of looking at it that <laughs> makes me feel good. Yeah, they need. Have, yeah, they needed. They need me to come down to their level. I did exactly. them a favor. They need to know that you know, no matter how glamorous someone is on the outside, on the inside they're just full of pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sh- true. Sure, a few toots slipped out. I mean, who sure. knows? <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. That's I've right. Been on the- other side of that because i have worked shows before that i have recorded at largo and uh the people were wearing lav mics and so i wasn't running the 
the front of house sound. So like no one in the audience was hearing this, but I was recording things. And so I had a different setup going and there were, you know, during the show when people weren't on stage, some of them were using the bathroom and I just have headphones on and I'm hearing the whole thing. Who's the, who's the, <laughs> ma- who's the most famous person you've heard, Pete? Yes, good question. <laughs> out, out them I, here on the show. There's, there's not that many, but I, I'll, I'll keep, I'll say this. I think all of you know this person. Okay, I like this. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to out them. They can they? only be one person for me, so I know who it is. <laughs> is he a dapper dresser? <laughs> I'm not going to comment any further on that. Have like, they won a Grammy? <laughs> Let's do a guess who situation. <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge, I don't think so. No. Well, okay. what about if you just tell us? You don't have to. What if you just tell us what show you were? Rec- what are some shows you've recorded at Largo, or will that totally give it away? That that will. Give I it just want to know if you've heard John Hampy, and then I think that's what we all. That's where we were all going. <laughs> yeah. That's where we all want to know. I I can't say that I've heard John Hampy. I'm sorry. Well, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never. I don't know why we, I said we've that. We've all I, heard it except you. Tony. Please, <laughs> the delete. only one who hasn't heard Hampy. Ah. <laughs> uh. All my dreams are going away. Have you guys heard a lot of people saying bra or bruh? Um, and I will explain. I'm on this uh, mom Facebook. I'm never on Facebook except occasionally I look at this this one like mom Facebook group. And someone posted that her teen or tween keeps calling her bra or bruh. And it's like really bothering her because it feels so disrespectful. And does anyone else's kid do that? And then there were all these comments from people saying that like, yes, all the time, all the time. It's their dude. Da, 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 da. I don't hear people say it all the time, but it sounds the the sense I got was that someone who's 13, like every fourth word is bruh or bruh or bra. Huh. So funny. Yeah, I, love where, it. I wonder where that's coming. I mean, it does seem like such an old, like a, you know, a McConaughey style, yeah. kind of an 80s, 90s surfer dude piece of slang to me. Yeah, right. I was say, it, feels, it feels like that's been around for a while. But yeah. yeah, it does seem like a small group of people. And I feel like the main time I hear people use it is, you know, using it ironically. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. apparently. The youngins, and I don't, I don't know if it's just regional or if it's all young people, say it all the time, like all the time. Hmm. Yeah, that would be annoying if I, were, you know, to hear constantly. I do it as a joke uh, occasionally with a friend, and I'll, I'll, I'll be like, "Hey, bruv," or, <laughs> or "Hey, yeah. bruh," and it's yeah. almost always to uh, a friend who identifies as female, <laughs> and, uh, very often a coworker. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's, I guess there is bruv. Which is like which 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 to me is kind of like British. It's kind of a like a British kind of a you know working class guy. Bruv, hey, bruv. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that seems to be a, a adjacent to what we're talking about. That Did one bothers a- me even more though. For some reason, people people will do that on social media to me sometimes, like strangers that I don't know. Oh they'll, yeah, they'll say something and they'll add bruv in there, and like I guess why? yeah, Come an on. American saying bruv to me is like letting you know that they studied abroad, you know. Like the, <laughs> I studied Ameri- slang abroad. Ab- ab- yeah. It's like the American who says cheers or, yes. you know. Oh, I hate cheers. I'm so sorry, <laughs> those who say it. It really makes me – I've worked with people who aren't British and I've had friends who say cheers almost 
with an anxiousness, like cheers, cheers, cheers. I'm like, right, it's right. Unnecessary. We are not drinking. Please shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the Patreon people, yes. I don't know if you've noticed Bentley popping up in the background. And he <laughs> looks like a little turkey or a chicken because you can't see his whole body. And so his ears kind of look like a tail or <laughs> I'm just li- I'm living for these sightings. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got a giant uh-huh. head. So he's really he is. And then very small legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see he's, his he, little turkey face. So cute. <laughs> he shouldn't exist. <laughs> I know. Oh. Um, oh, I would be so, did any of you try to use your parents' first names? Uh, it's not completely uncommon in French families to address your parents by their, their first names. So it wasn't uncommon for some of my French friends to call their parents by their first name where I grew up in Montreal and Quebec. But I remember trying it out for one day when I was like six with my mother and calling her Leah. <laughs> and by the end of the first she's like i kind of like this and then by the end of the day she's like don't ever call me that again <laughs> she's like so irritated with me i probably said it like 200 times but did any of you try out i th- i think i only did it jokingly like never sincerely what about you no. guys and i only I've, i i not only did i never do first names but i still do mama and dada oh wow <laughs> I never i never changed um, no, I do I never, mama and dada. I go to Supercuts. <laughs> I, I go for I a swim and I, I like do, Nintendo. <laughs> I don't do anything different. <laughs> I still add a W into some words. Um, yeah, no, I, I never did. Yeah, I mean, my, my parents have two good adult names. They're Gail and Thad. So, I mean. The, oh, those are good been, names. Those are like some fucking grown up names i didn't know your dad was a th- was thad morris yeah <laughs> not that i know who that i don't know a thad morris but i mean that's just such a those are some solid names yeah just they like right the names of i think they're names they're names of people your parents would be friends with yes but in this case they're my parents imagine a baby thad or a baby gail yeah <laughs> i know just an old baby Gail was on our list. Uh, well, my list of if it was a girl names. Oh yeah, I yeah I like the name Gail. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, you know, to me the quintessential your mom's friends' names hmm. are Barbara, Linda, and Carol. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't know yeah. any young Barbara or Lindas. I know one baby Barb. No, I know two baby Barbaras. So I change. I, I take it back. I don't know anyone like our age with that name. Yeah, I had a cousin named Linda, so I think I do think of Linda's as being my age, but I think it's just that because I had that one cousin, um, right? But I think you're, generally you're right. I think Linda is, you know, like yeah, someone like it's, yeah, someone who checks you in in a waiting room or something like that. <laughs> like I'm Linda, fill out this form, right? Right. I feel like it's a very LA thing these days too for people to be naming their kids like old people names that you don't really hear anymore. Cuz I in the last sure. like year or so I've I've either met or heard about kids named like Quincy and P- uh Percy Chester yeah, and yeah. like things like that. And I was like, wow, I didn't know those names were still around. Hortense. I don't I don't know that it's just LA. I think it might be a baby name trend thing. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I guess I understand, like, having a baby and not wanting your kid to be, like, you know, the 50th gen in her class, you know? Yeah. Right. So, you, so, but you, so you, you run the other way towards, you know, Clancy or something like that. Right. 
But the problem is, I think we all think we're individual with our individual thoughts, but everyone is like, oh, Adelaide, that's a pretty name. And then there's like 400 right. Adelaides all born in the same year. Yeah. My uh, my sister goes to a like um, like kind of a hipster Christian church, and she says that those folks, someone who is both a hipster and a Christian, will do like Old Testament names. So there's like Nathusalus, you know? Oh wow, wow! So they'll like go way back and like name their kid Japheth or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Shem. I heard a Mormon thing is to give a name that's either a, a regular name with a very unique spelling or something that is like a, a twist on uh, a common name, like, you know, Shennifer or something. Shennifer. <laughs> um, Alicia, I think we got to share this with the group. <laughs> Something yeah. just popped up in chat from Alicia. Let Not everyone only, know. Yeah, we have the show going, but also we've got a little chat going as well. It's just a show for us. Um, so Hank rarely ever farts, like almost never. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> for, no, for real. Like because, but when he does, it's so terrible, and it just happened, and he's sitting on my lap, and. <laughs> And it's not dissipating. Like, there's no movement in the air around me. <laughs> it's just... Oh, dear. And he's he's snoring, and he's so cute. But it is it smells so crazy in here. <laughs> it is amazing how... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. What I was going to say is, it is amazing how lethal dog farts can be. But then, behind Tony's right shoulder, all of a sudden, Hank just appeared. That was so <laughs> cute. Should we do some Just Me or Everyone, everyone? Yes. Sure. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Okay. Let me just pull it up because I accidentally went into the fleet area. Anyone else not into fleets on, on Twitter? I don't think anyone is. I feel like they're almost non-existent already. Yeah. I, oh, that's right. They're the stories. I, I don't think uh-huh. I've, I've ever never watched used it. one. Yeah. Are you like... listening, Twitter? Okay. <laughs> Nina Hartley says, it, all it takes to almost knock my daughter to the floor is a swing of my hips when I'm walking or turning around. Happens a lot. Hashtag just mirror everyone. Um, I have this happen all, I, all the time. Like, you just graze. This sounds so awful. You just graze a child as you're walking by, and it knocks them over. And I don't understand. It must be some kind of center of gravity thing. Or they're just really tippy. Well, their heads are so huge. Yeah. 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 They're meant, they're meant to to be wobbly at that age. Not not your fault. Right. But I mean, I'm talking like, not like, I'm talking like a, a almost two-year-old. I am I do feel like when I watch a little kid run, I am scared in the same way that I'm scared when you see those videos of like cars skidding out on ice <laughs> where they're like going sideways. I'm like this, like a kid going fast to me. Like I always just assume they're out of control and they're going to go like careening into something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's stressful when a kid runs is what I'm saying. I really yeah. don't like it when I see a child running towards like an intersection and I can't quite see where the parents are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and I just I I'm like how do I intervene here? What how am I going to save this child? And then sure enough, a parent is is behind yelling, 
stop, 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 stop sign, stop, and everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. But it really makes my blood run cold. Yeah, I remember we were in at um at a resort and the pool had these like sort of rock formations and there was a kid who I want to say, I don't know, somewhere between like eight and 10 was jumping, jumping off of them into the pool, but you weren't supposed to because the pool wasn't deep enough. And I was like, I couldn't, I just kind of froze in place. Cause I'm like, I was so nervous that he was going to get hurt, but also it's not my kid. It's not my business, hmm. but I just almost, I sort of elected myself uh parent, parent, on watch here. And but of course I did nothing. I just stood there. But kids are kids are resilient, right? I mean they get they, they get are knocked knocked around a little bit. They fall they yes, especially when they're learning to walk, they fall down all the time. Um okay. Ray Morgan says, I cringe when I hear the expression believe you me because it's grammatically horrible. I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. Okay with it. I, it's a little sweaty. I mean I think like it can, like Alicia was saying, it kind of does fall into cheers a little bit and mm. that it is kind of like self-consciously like, I'm adding this to my vocabulary, whether you like it or not. Like it's not, <laughs> it's, it's not totally natural, but, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. Demian says, I sometimes wake up from bad dreams, not nightmares, just bad, like a bad movie. I've never looked at my dreams that way. It was such a critical lens. Um, like a bad movie. I'd never thought I, of my dreams like a bad movie. What about you? I guys? usually don't have nightmares, but I usually have these kind of cringe-worthy replayings of a bad situation or the, a meeting of somebody that's hurt my feelings or broken my heart, and I wake up from those dreams. And those are what I call personal nightmare dreams. They wouldn't be a nightmare for someone else to walk into, but I'm like, no, if I <laughs> if I ever had to work at that job again, it would be a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so I wake up from those. Uh, is what this is what the 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 question asker is is what they're asking like do you ever have a dream where like the special effects are bad like <laughs> right. or, or, or like the acting was not you're convincing you're not convincing yeah sure um the, yeah it's, it's it was unmotivated funny. right the uh, shots aren't interesting yeah i mean all my dreams are like that yeah, yeah. most I, of them I've, like they're hardly been like ever even had nightmares or bad really? dreams yeah like I, I feel like the as bad as my dreams have been i've usually just been like things where i saw someone from a distance like breaking into my car like yeah. like and then it turns into me trying to yell at them in the dream and then waking myself up because the dream then turns into me trying to yell but i can't form words i hate that it turns out yeah. it's because i'm doing it trying to do it in my sleep and then i wake myself up talking gibberish i have the one where i'm trying to dial a number and it's always like on a payphone, like how payphones used to i assume payphones are still like this actually i just haven't seen one in a long time i'm trying to dial a number and i just keep getting it like one number off and i cannot make my fingers type what i need to type and that's like similar to the one of like trying to yell and you can't yeah I would, I, I would also have a similar one of, of, I would always have it on tour of, I would be right about to go on stage and for some reason could not get my shoes on. <laughs> That's like the only recurring dream I've ever had. That was like a regular thing that would happen for me. I have trapped in a sweater, like trying to put on a sweater and not being able to find the head hole. 
Like I've, in just being being stuck in a sweater that's like constricting. And that's your that's a nightmare though because I feel like in real life, Alicia, has this ever ever happened to you? Like I feel like I have gotten stuck in garments and started to panic. Oh yeah. Uh for sure. Uh I've recently acquired a couple of denim denim jumpsuits and uh yeah, the I also have a frozen shoulder. This I hadn't thought it through, but getting out of that jumpsuit and to the toilet has been a new challenge in my life. <laughs> and I've also like you know when you get like a boat neck and uh, and you try to put it on but you you end up with your head in a sleeve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. I've also had to cut people out of clothes like when I worked in stores that would would get into a dress but would not be able to get out of it. Oh dear. And like just have to show up with scissors and be yeah. like this is we're done here. <laughs> it's do, like do they have to pay for the dress in that situation or is it No. just a service no. of the store. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 worked into the margins that a woman who is a size six is going to try to get into a size two. <laughs> yeah, you have to make that choice with certain garments, dresses, I guess. It's been a long time since I've shopped um, of like, do I pull it over my head or do I pull it up? And sometimes yeah. you go the wrong way and then it's stuck on you. Yeah. And there's that moment of panic. What Like, what have I done? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never had, yeah, I've definitely also had to like rip a, a zipper to get out of something like a, dr- a dress that I've worn until it was threadbare. And then finally the zipper is like, this was the last, the last round. Like we're done. <laughs> you know, you no longer have a green dress. I did get trapped in a boot one time and I was <laughs> flying. I was in New York and I was flying to California that day and I had them on in the morning and I was trying to un- – thank God I was at the apartment that I shared with my sister. I was trying to unzip it, and the damn zipper would not come off. Now, I don't know why I couldn't just – I don't know. I must have needed to change pants or something because, like, the idea – maybe I need to take a shower. I don't know. The idea, like, the idea of just wearing these shoes on the plane, that was not an option. And I couldn't get it unzipped, and I started panicking, and I was asking my sister for help, and she was trying to help me. And then uh, – Someone told us take a wax crayon, just a crayon, because they're made out of wax, and and run it. Because I w- I like had the scissors out. I'm like, we're gonna sacrifice these shoes and possibly a little bit of my leg. Um, but then we put the crayon on the zipper, and that allowed the zipper to open. So there's a little a little life hack. Should you ever find yourself trapped in a zipper? That's a great life hack. Should I and just also- yeah? So that's yeah. what yeah. Maybe you should always just carry around like. One that crayon. little One that crayon. little pack of crayons that like, like you get if a kid at a restaurant. Yes. <laughs> you probably just have those in your pocket at all times. How did you guys feel about crayons versus markers? Because I definitely, even the crayons that had the built-in sharpener on the box, which was kind of cool, definitely felt like crayons were like, that's a baby's game. I'm into markers. <laughs> I'm a big kid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into markers. And yet I right. find that I definitely would prefer if my four-year-old played with cr- crayons are preferable to markers just because it's way less messy. Sure. Yeah. What about I, a pencil crayon? Those are my favorite. What is that? Like a, a color pe- crayon? A co- is that a, a coloring a, pencil? Colored pencil? Yeah. Okay. Did I? Yeah. I, pencil crayon I probably is not how you're supposed to say it. A pencil crayon. I feel Maybe like I- this might be a um, – I'm trying to think of another example of like something that – in America, we say it differently than that you say in Canada. What is an example of something like that? Um, 
I know what's, the spellings are different. But... Toque is something. What's a toque? Yeah. I know yeah. that's something, but I don't know what it is. It's just a winter hat. Okay. This like, might be a toque beanie thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like a beanie. <laughs> right. I yeah. think it's the same thing. A pencil crayon. Uh, yeah. A cap. Colored pencils. Not, I should... I'm going to look it up. Okay. Pencil crayon cuz I don't I don't know that I'm correct. Uh, I was similar I though. I, I yeah, I think I got yelled at for marker accidents a lot mm. early on and then I yeah. thought I always felt like crayons were just safer cuz I didn't trust myself with the markers. I hear that. <laughs> you should you should get some markers now and make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I could if I ruin furniture, it's mine. That's well, the furniture that I'll ruin. That's right. They do have washable markers. Now I haven't tested how washable they are, but they're yeah. billed as washable. Do kids still like color in coloring books? Like do you still get your kids, you know, like Disney yeah. coloring books and they mm-hmm. huh. It's the same. It's, it's, it's a yeah. classic. I know. It's a Canadian thing. Pencil crayon. There you go. Yeah. Do they still um, give out the placemats with the crayons at restaurants to kids? I think so. I mean, again, it's been yeah. a long time. <laughs> they, but my memory is that they do. They'll give like okay. three crayons and a placemat. Maybe a little yeah. maze. Maybe a little maze on there. Yes. Elliot okay. has these activity books that are sticker books. Like there's either in the front or the back, there'll be pages and pages of stickers. And then there are these sheets that have like the one he's doing right now, it's desserts. And so it'll be a page of like just cakes or cupcakes or cookies or a gingerbread house, but not decorated. And then the stickers are the decoration. And I have half a mind to buy one for myself because it looks so fun. I saw this thing that's just like a uh, coloring book, but all the, I was at a kid's store. I had a fun opportunity to go to a kid's store. I don't have children, but a customer's child ha- had written to us. And I was like, I'm going to get this little guy some stickers and send them to the United States of America. Um, and in there, I saw this coloring book, but it was all, you colored everything in with tiny stickers, color-coded stickers. Oh. And uh, I don't smoke weed, so I would never buy anything like that. But um, <laughs> I think he has something like that because there, like, there's numbers that correspond. Yeah. And it, you do like, like you could do like the scales of a dinosaur or like something pretty intricate. Yeah. It seemed like cool. a very, like very cool. Yeah. I feel like stickers. I mean, in my day and I was in a sticker <laughs> club, if you were over or under wow. a certain age, you had to keep out. We met in a giant cardboard box that was our clubhouse. <laughs> how, many um, people were, how many people were in the box at one time? Like four or five. That's, wow. I mean, it's that's a big a, club. It's a big club. It's a big box. It, had, it was a big box. It had room for all of us and our sticker albums and our sticker boxes. But we had dress-up bears, which were kind of cool, and then like big Lisa Frank stickers. But, but stickers have come a long way since then. You know what else has come a long way? You know, I really didn't need to do a segue there, and, and that was gratuitous. I just wanted to say <laughs> hello and welcome, and thank you for joining to my new patrons. Um, Vanessa F., Sarah, uh, Nicole K. signed up for an annual subscription. I want to say welcome to Amy M. She also signed up for an annual subscription. I'll say welcome to Jen H., to Stephanie B., who signed up for an annual subscription. Allison signed up for an annual subscription. Not me, you guys. There's a different one. Um, Leanne, welcome. She signed up for an annual subscription. Jennifer V, welcome to her. Welcome to Conrad B, Ray M, Anna Q, and Kelly Z. I um, hope you guys are, are, are enjoying the uh, all the Patreon stuff. 
So I should have mentioned earlier, I do offer an annual subscription. It's not, I mean, Patreon make, makes it available and then you can choose whether to offer it or not. It's not like I invented this or anything, but I do think it's a good idea. So uh, you can sign up, you know, on a monthly basis or if you just are really into it or even you're just really into savings, sign up for a year, you get two months for free. So it's 12 months for the price of 10. Um, and if you like what you're hearing, please, uh, I love when you leave Apple podcast comments. I read them. I read them on the show. Sometimes it helps out the show. So please make sure you are subscribed. Tell your friends, download, rate, review, five stars. Follow me and the show on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow the show's Twitter feed, it's at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. And that is where you can submit your Just Me or Everyone's that we just, that segment we just did. So Tweet them to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F and then do hashtag J-M-O-E. Also, please subscribe to this show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Allison Rosen or subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, and you can see uh, the Monday episodes just had Jenny Hutt on. She's great. I had Mark Norman before that and a whole bunch of other people who I think you will enjoy and love. And Jordan, where yes. can we find you and what should we look out for? Uh, well, I mentioned this last week, but I'll mention it again for all the Tobin heads who are tuning in for the first time. Um, I wrote a graphic novel. I should say I co-wrote a graphic novel that is coming out uh, in July of this year. It's called uh, Bubble. It is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer-esque drop. Yes! Oh, it's got a drop! Finally. <laughs> and thank you for not playing the boy oing because... <laughs> I mean, you're not would... done talking yet, so... That's okay. There's still, there's still time for the boing. Um, yeah, it is a, uh, it's a sci-fi comedy. It's got monsters and uh, swearing and uh, blood and guts, and it's, it's, it's a ton of fun. I've, I've seen early drafts of it, and it's just looking great. Uh, I co-wrote it with a great comedy writer named Sarah Morgan, uh, art by Tony Cliff, colors by Natalie Reese. Uh, yeah, it's called Bubble, and uh, it's you can pre-order it now. It's like a big, big deal for books uh, to get pre-ordered. It really like helps the book. So if it sounds like something you might be into, um, you can get that at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or uh, you know maybe better yet, call your local indie bookstore uh, if you want to look at a preview of it. It's uh, my pinned tweet on Twitter, and it's in my Instagram bio if you want to like look at some early art and uh, find some ways to pre-order. Uh, it's called Bubble. It's coming out in July. Awesome. I just realized something that I completely there forgot. <laughs> there it is. Forgot to mention. I should have mentioned it at the top. Um, the thing I'm most passionate about, my Amazon shop, I have curated all these lists of things that I'm into so you can shop my podcast gear, my makeup, uh, stuff I recommend for kids, Daniel's Corner, dog stuff, food, home stuff. Just it's even if you're just like a looky loo, just go look and and see if we use any of the same things. Uh, so Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Sorry. I just butted in. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us. Where can we find you and what should we be looking for, etc.? You can follow me on Twitter. I'm Alicia A. Tobin. I used to have Alicia Tobin, but I somehow locked myself out and started a new one uh, <laughs> many years ago. Um, you can buy my book, So You're a Little Sad, So What, uh, on Amazon, uh, pretty much any bookstore. You can ask your library to bring it in for you. Um, you can listen to one of my two podcasts. Um, I have one called Retail Nightmares with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. It's been on for a very long time. We make fun of terrible jobs. Uh, we have great guests. 
Uh, or you can listen to my podcast that's on hiatus called Super Sick Podcast, where we interview people about chronic illness. But we make it funny with my co-host, uh, Kevin Lee. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, that's that. Oh, and you can follow. I have an outfit of the day uh, on Instagram called Farmer Man because I dress like a farmer. <laughs> I've been writing this down. So wait, Super Sick Podcast, has that been on hiatus throughout all of COVID? Yeah. Because I, one, uh, our producer is a professor and he's been working like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, both of his dogs got sick and Kevin has a heart condition. So like we're just kind of taking it easy. Uh, none of my health conditions are super serious. So, uh, I'm just not doing anything, but yeah, it's lovely. I think our last, uh, guest, Tegan, uh, Verhul, she talked about her eating disorder and it's really beautiful and funny and lovely episode if you want to start there my friend heather was on she was diagnosed with a brain tumor and she survived so it's two comedians asking people pretty serious questions but constant fart jokes i can't believe i'm not listening to it right this minute (laughs) yeah it's a real passion project uh because lots of young people get sick and uh they don't really have a community for that yeah yeah sounds great tony what about you I am on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. That also has a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bizarre albums. And, uh, oh, and, and, uh, I'm also producing and playing drums every week on Don't Stop or Will Die's Song a Week. So check that out as well. Both of those anywhere you get podcasts. Lovely. Thank you guys so much, listeners. You matter. Thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. 